Dice. <risa> Okay, what's up? Um, welcome back to Monster Crazy. I don't remember what number episode this is. Four, five, six, a hundred. Who knows? It feels like it's been a thousand years already. Um, mm-hmm. But I, your monster host, Cameron, am here with your other monster host who is... is Kai. That's right. But... And we're, we're here with a special, very special, a, fir- a first in the thousand year history of Monster Crazy. We have our very first monster guest. Uh, we're here with patches. Rawr, it's ham. <laughs> yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. This, this guy's in the yeah. right place. Yeah, Uh-oh. you get the the idea of the show. If you think about it, I was already a guest because you uh, you hear my voice in the beginning of the monster. That's crazy. true. You guys, oh, yeah, that said is true. You talked before we even did on the show. Yeah. If you think patches is part of our jingle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. What's up? Excited yeah. to uh, for you to be our first guest. Cause, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for having me. I'm I'm very excited. Of course, it's gonna be a blast. Um. Mm-hmm. So I think I think we'll have, we'll have a lot to talk about. So I'll just jump into this little intro here that I'm gonna read for you guys that will reveal what monster. It's, but there should be a thing where the episode title is a question mark until <laughs> you play it, so that. I, yeah. I, we can do fun reveals of the monster mm-hmm. okay. in the intro. Well, we can do that. Uh, we can name this not the name of the thing that this no. is about. Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were just saying that that's what we would do. You guys, but, should, if you're going to listen to this episode, close your eyes, go to your yeah, computer, like, and try to find this it. This should just yeah. autoplay <laughs> when it comes out on everybody's phone. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's like an Amber okay. Alert. <clears throat> ah, ah, ah. You are in a dark perfectly smooth stone corridor deep underground with the rest of your party. Kai, the half-orc barbarian, Cameron, the tiefling warlock, and Patches, the halfling. Fuck, fuck off. <laughs> you trek forward uneasily, flickering tongues of light from your torch lapping the glassy walls of the tunnel, unsure of what awaits you at the end of your subterranean journey. Turning a sharp corner, you encounter what looks like a group of statues, an elf, a dwarf, and a human, all decked out in spelunking gear. But the statues look unbelievably naturalistic, from the folds in the fabric of their clothing to the animal expressions of fear on their stone faces. What sculptor could imbue his work with such precise detail and such stop? Your foot hangs over empty air, rubbernecking at these horrific effigies. Your party almost plunged over the edge of an abrupt cliff into a vertical shaft, extending up and down, further than you can see, just as smooth as the passage you've been exploring. Your breath catching in your throat, you watch a pebble skitter down into the abyss, ricocheting off the shaft walls, the noise echoing and amplifying until it's near deafening, and then silence, and then the hissing of a large object rising quickly up from the depths, and then, moments before your party is wiped from the face of the planet, you see a hovering orb of leathery flesh six feet across, ringed by writhing tentacles that terminate in eyes of various colors with a slavering array of needle-sharp teeth, and above that maw, a single, final, huge, unblinking, hateful eye focused directly on you, stripping (laughs) away your defenses as its other eye stalks swivel toward their targets. Your party has run afoul of a beholder. Ah! Whoa! I got really scared. That was that was really that was, that was scary. That was, that was good, Cam. Mm-hmm, that Thank was really you. good. We're talking about the beholder today from Dungeons and yeah. Dragons. Honestly, as classic as freaking Coke, just a, mm-hmm. a stand-up guy, a, a you know, a, a float-up guy, a float-up <laughs> and down guy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and side to side, and front yeah. to back too. Now that I think yeah, about yeah. it, yeah, you know, it's got full range of motion. Uh-huh. It lives in a <laughs> three dimensional space. Yeah, um, no doubt. but honestly, after you cross one of them, you're going to be occupying a two dimensional space because they are not buggers you want to tangle with. Um, yeah, what does that mean? What do you mean a two dimensional space? Because they have a disintegration ray and they're gonna they're gonna turn you into just flat dust as flat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, I should have just let That's that a good, happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I love yeah, beholders. a beholder yeah. is a Dungeons and Dragons monster uh from Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also um 
it, what I think is particularly cool about the history of this beast is that this monster is one of the few D and D monsters that is just truly, fully just a D and D invention. Like it's one of the buddies of Gary Gygax invented it, and it mm-hmm. doesn't like very specifically pull from any other. <laughs> yeah. Lore, it's just a weird fucking thing. And his name is Terry was, Kuntz, by the way, the guy who yeah. made it. Yeah, very, Kuntz. very good. Kuntz. Yeah, I think it's probably. Kuntz, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just um, usually in D and D, there's some kind of mythological basis for their designs, and this one is just a weird one that, as time went on, people. Um, you know, filled in their own delicious lore about. Um, it started out as just a big, powerful monster, but now it's cool. Yeah, it's it's yeah. what's cool about the Beholder. All like to almost it, where so Dungeons and Dragons and I guess Wizards of the Coast really once um, you know because it was TSR, which was the original company that was Gygax's, and then over time uh, acquisitions, yada yada yada. Wizards of the Coast has it. And they have the open game license, which is essentially a a document or a a protocol that suggests like, hey, if you ever want to publish your own Dungeons and Dragons content, you know, there's uh, certain things you're allowed to do and certain things you're not. And there's like a uh, some sort of standard document you could review. I was looking into it at one point for for my own purposes, but the Beholder is one of the few things that is not in there. Like you can't. It is yeah. IP like it's brand down. identity. It is because yeah. it's so it's so tied to D and it's such a classic perfect D and D monster that they can't let it out of their Hasbro can't can't let it out of their no. grubby little money hungry no. chocolate stained hands and they're covered in chocolate over at Hasbro and hey it's, same but, yeah and <laughs> it's it's a it's an amazing monster I mean. Yeah, I don't want to like uh, we should yeah, start well, with the yeah we should start with the format like, yeah yeah what's up. Where do we start with? Appearance? The, Let's do the, it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're just going to do a, a, a physical description. In case you haven't seen one of these truly bizarre-looking beasts, um, mm-hmm. they're on average six feet in diameter. They've got um, ten tentacled eye stalks coming out of their head. Um, they mm-hmm. are typically cooler colors, like purples and blues and stuff. Um, their skin is stony and hard as steel. And they've got one... I mean, Cameron already kind of did a description of what they look like. They, they look like some... They look like Mike Wazowski and Medusa. Um, yeah. without Without arms or legs. Um, but, yeah, they're very strange looking. And one of the... the key characteristics one of the things that i think makes beholders beholders in in their current lore is that while they those are a lot of the key physical descriptions for reasons we will just explain later they the one constant is that they are always completely unique and different Mm -hmm. Um, each one is different and it's such a cool it's such a cool aspect as far as how like the beholders like yeah like like what we'll eventually get into right how their personality is designed like what they care about and what they're obsessed with and that each of them is unique is very closely tied to that as you know it sounds like we'll get into i also think what's interesting is that because i was like reading about beholders and try i was thinking about it and i was looking up because i thought the doom monster was that's a cacodemon yeah, that's a cacodemon which, yeah which i didn't also realize they took the cacodemon is based on the head of like a of a monster that's on the cover of a different book a different D book and so they just took the head of that monster and said that's a cacodemon for doom it looks very similar to a beholder so you just you just see the beholder in i think in other things too i mean mike yeah. is a great example as well yeah, uh, the beholder's influence <laughs> on media. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a flying head is such a good, is such a good monster, and yeah. and the beholder. I mean, I think the beholder has the perfect addition uh, of like very like alien visual characteristics on top of a a, a floating head to really make it like unique to make it pop. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. like you know, even like for example, even the Kaka Demon and Mike Wazowski, they're like evocative of a beholder, kind of. But that you look at them and you can instantly tell it's not a beholder. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a beholder yes. is very like it's ten. Like you could look at like like thirty pieces of fan art of beholders <laughs> that all look completely different, 
but you could yes. tell they're all beholder. You know what I mean? Totally. Yes. Yes. They've got a very inherent quality to them. It's a I really think, yeah, they have the a really big, great smile, set of characteristics. I think the like like the, yeah, yeah, big mouth, one eye. Yeah, and the ten, the ten, yeah, the ten tentacles, and like each of them are like, yeah, the fact that the creature is designed to be like, you're gonna have multiple rays that you shoot out of each of these eyes, makes every time you like sit down to like design a beholder, if you, you know, you know me, every time I do that, (laughs) um, uh, for campaigns, not for fun, like you do think (laughs) about like, oh, what does this eye do? Like, what does this eye do? And then, like, what's so cool, too, is that the central eye, which I don't want to, I don't want to, what that does, I don't want to take that from you, Kai, though. I oh, know, you can, uh, the, the, but other than doing yeah. the physical description at the, at the front, mm-hmm. we don't really have a format. Awesome. It's the anti-magic ray, uh, which mm-hmm. is so cool, because beholders, all their all their eyes are essentially, like, have each of them have like beams that shoot out spells there's standard ones and then there's different ones depending on the beholder we'll get into the sub races and beholder kin and all that stuff but the anti-magic ray is the central what the central eye does and it's very very cool because you come up against this thing and sort of what cam's description was was you know getting into right is that you feel like you're looking at this thing, and then once this thing has its eye on you, you are drained of all your magical abilities. Um, but what's also cool is that that means that the beholder's magic beams can't cross that. Either. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I um, while we're talking about its rays, I'm also just gonna if you just take a vanilla classic beholder, the the mm-hmm. ten rays are uh, charm, paralyze, or the ten rays for five e which is the most current edition of D&D, is uh, Charm, Paralyze, Fear, Slowing, Enervation, which we figured is just some kind of like <laughs> it's crackling, ne- necrotic damage, life drain mm-hmm. stuff, uh, mm-hmm. a telekinetic ray, a sleep ray, a petrification ray, and then finally it's got a disintegration ray and a death ray. Um, and Fuck what yes. makes these in- insane monsters in D&D is... In previous editions of the dis- of, of D and D, in five E they changed it, but in earlier editions, the disintegration ray and the death ray. If you missed your your deck save on that, which for people who don't play D and D, which I'm assuming is zero percent of anyone listening to this, um, <laughs> is uh, if if you miss that if you miss that deck save, which is just you know your character trying to leap out of the way of the laser. If you miss that, your character is just gone. With the death mm-hmm. ray, they they are dead. With the disintegration de- ray, they are dead, and also they are a small pile of ash. Yeah, two dimensional um, pile of ash. Yeah, two dimensional <laughs> pile of ash. And in in five e, they change that so that it the death ray just does an insane amount of necrotic damage, and the disintegration ray also just does an insane amount of insane amount of damage. So mm. uh, in practice, it's almost the same thing. Mm. Um, but it's a little bit it's flavored a little differently, so that it's not just like you're dead. Yeah. Um, but I I kind of like the just you're dead answer. Oh yeah, yeah. that shit rocks. It mm. is it's very sick. And in uh 3.5 they also they do have a death ray. It's called Finger of Death in 3.5. Um mm. which is not as cool a name as Death Ray. No. Uh, <laughs> but they also uh which I kind of referenced in the intro they had they have a petrification. They have flesh to stone in 3.5. Um yeah. Which is, I think, is so sick because it like specifies in the monster manual like they use it, they use it on people, and they bring the petrified people to their lair as decoration. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, they're, they're covetous and strange. Actually, they're one of greedy my... and very nasty. Oh, yeah, they're, oh, they're so cool. Yeah. So one of my my favorite things, <laughs> I like the physical design of of the beholders a lot. Like you know, including their weird rays. I think that's part of their physical description, essentially. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the thing that I like most about them is um, how bizarre they are. They've got... they've So they're, they're hyper-intelligent. They're like genius-level 40 chess players. Um, mm-hmm. But they're also wildly paranoid and also like just... The, they're big... Like, they're bigots. They're like, their whole racists. role is that they're just re- the most <laughs> racist thing in D&D. It's um, such a solid metaphor, too, to have, like, each one of them is unique and, like, will always be, like, a one little bit different from the other, and so they will try to destroy any other beholder, yeah. too. Yeah, each each beholder thinks that they are 
the mm-hmm. like the physical embodiment of the true beautiful beholder and so they they hate all races that aren't <laughs> literally themselves but more than that mm-hmm. they hate other beholders who have a slight quirk that is mildly different than them so they they're like yeah they're just like these paranoid <laughs> nasty fuckers they're really really funny yeah. it's like scandinavians and norwegians like having yeah. an issue it's like the yeah. same idea like no man your blonde hair stick a different way <laughs> yeah and you're just it's and there it's also so cool because the beholders each of them obviously have different and we'll the we'll get into how they behave differently in relation to being like these like solitary like paranoid lunatics but each of them like you know, will build their lair and build their thing they do, like Xanathar, who is Xanathar's guide to everything. Like that's that is a beholder, the head of like the the, the, the syndicate. Killed. Yeah, exactly. In in Dungeons and Dragons is Xanathar, who is a beholder. So like his move was like, oh, I'm gonna just like make a whole thief guild syndicate. And then there's other beholders. Like um, I saw one named. I think it was was it what was it. Yeah, Large Luigi. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and he's who nice. Has ascended the spindle planet Hakatha and obtained ultimate knowledge. Wow, so that, good for Large Luigi. Yeah. And, and also, and he was like, and he's like a very like sweet, the, laid back. Yeah, yeah. But one of the reasons that all these beholders are so different, I'm, I am gonna. I'm Wait, gonna can pop- I mention? Can I say something really quick before you get into yeah. the the? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You mentioned the beholders building their lair, and I, the beholder lairs are very cool in that they. Beholders build their lairs underground using their disintegrate rays, so they just like carve <laughs> tunnels into rock. And they like they since they can fly, they they make just like they try to make it all like vertical, like just a bunch of pa- like parallel and yeah. perpendicular, like vertical and horizontal shafts, just so no creature that's not them can easily get around just because they're nasty. <laughs> yeah, they're so well, cool. th- and they're and they're also paranoid. They think they're paranoid yeah. narcissists, so they also think that like everyone knows who they are and is trying to assassinate them because they're the most important one. Like, um, they're like a number of people we know on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like clay on Twitter. Um, and like, um, I guess, uh, who else? Caleb on Twitter, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyone who we know is particular. Yes. uh, Maybe British. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, all right. I guess I'll stop doing this part. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, no, I, I was kidding. All those people are lovely, um, but the um, yeah, so they're they're doing that because they think that they're all narcissistic. But one of the reasons that they're all so different is so there's uh, varying ideas of how they reproduce. But one of the more, most foremost ones that is mentioned, if you try to figure out how they come to be, is um, that they're they're such powerful magical entities that sometimes they'll be asleep. And having a weird dream about themselves, <laughs> and then <laughs> anywhere within a mile radius, because they're so powerful, just uh, their dream version, the, whatever they're dreaming about, sometimes it's identically them, sometimes it's like some fucked up self-perception thing where they're actually like tiny and stupid, like just <laughs> a- any weird variation that their alien subconscious is coming up with just warps into reality, somewhere within a mile radius, so and cool. just also assumes that it has always been and also assumes it is the best one and then it can also go on to fall asleep and think about itself um which i think is so awesome i i love that idea um actually there's a there's one beholder can which is basically just like beholder like creatures that is called um an eyeball um and it's just like uh it's it's it happens when they like fall asleep and they have a weird idea about they have a weird dream about themselves and it's like this tiny little stupid beholder that just mimics any like the last thing that anyone said but can't like isn't super sentient it's just like a stupid little it's like a thing yeah. yeah and it just got, and it just the, usually they're super xenophobic but because this is like a little dumb version of them they like some beholders keep them around as like stupid little pets yeah. um which I think is very awesome. Yeah, the other yeah. way that they, people say they reproduce is that they lay eggs from their mouth. And yeah, that, they like, lay exactly a, six. Yeah, and 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 oh, so that like, ain't a mouth then. 
Yeah. Oh, that ain't <laughs> like, a mouth then. The baby immediately grows in a year it is full size, eats the shell, and has full use of its eye stalks. So it just That's like funny. Yeah, the other ones like, yeah, they just have babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's funny to like see the development where it's also like uh uh like in second edition it's like they may lay eggs or they may give live birth live birth. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the th- sure, that's yeah. the thing about about Dungeons and Dragons monsters and stuff because I'm sure we'll be covering more D and D monsters on this mm-hmm. show. But D and D, you know, by its nature, they're just ch- they just change shit all the time. Like mm-hmm. every edition, lots of big stuff changes, and then on top of that, there's also just a ton of like settings and supplementary materials, and basically like every it, there's just like a thousand a thousand facts about. All these things that just random people have come up with and just become part of it, which I think is really cool. And it's also very fun that there's so much, you know, conflicting stuff about D&D monsters, but there is still all surrounds the central theme like it is. Everybody knows. Mm -hmm. Again, everybody knows what a beholder is, whether they are like reading the book that says that they (laughs) they dream themselves or the book that says that they shit out eggs like with the the version where they when they shit out eggs, apparently they the eggs hatch and they eat five of the six babies and leave the one that most resembles them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I so think that's cool. funny. Um, also, another thing about how that's not a mouth, though, they their mouth um, is a mouth, but it's also like they don't have an asshole or 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 like a, a urethra anywhere. So what mm. they do is. When they digest something, it just like the the refuse from what they digested slowly leaks out of their big fanged mouth in like a rancid drool, oh, which I think so that's cool. fucking nasty. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. that's sick. that is so cool. It's like yeah. you could smell them then, like you yeah, know, like you no, could smell stinky. them coming. Yeah. That's so probably gross. also like uh, you know, like a um, a Komodo dragon. Has uh-huh. like really nasty. Uh, I want to say it's bacteria. I one time I said it was either bacteria or poison, and somebody DM'd me on Twitter to tell me I was wrong, and I can't remember which side, which one is right. So just DM <laughs> me again. Um, I've heard it's bacteria. either bacteria or poison that's like right. in their drool. So when they bite, they just have to bite something once, and then they can fall. They they follow it around, and it will just die from so like being cool. infected or poisoned. <laughs> yeah. Bo- and that, I feel like yeah. that's what that, that's such a uh, fucking nasty, horrible way yeah. to, to do that. <laughs> I also, poop. We're, while we're on the subject, I, so I wanted to introduce this at some point and we'll get into other things too. And I'm, I'm going to keep referring to this, but there was a beholder supplement book that came out many years ago called I tyrant. And I have found a PDF of it. And it is so full of beholder facts that are all really, really good. So while we're on the oh, subject of food, though, and what it eats, beholder's favorite foods are small live mammals and rodents, exotic mushrooms and other fungus, roast beef, lamb, and pork, colorful <laughs> leafy vegetables, leaves, and flower petals, liver or brain oh. pate. <laughs> Their favorite drinks are wine, um and but and food behold, color. yeah and water mixed with food coloring <laughs> well actually and i was reading i was reading about yeah. that apparently they have a poor sense of taste but because they're there's so such visual things like they have 360 mm-hmm. vision um they really like their food to be very colorful and fun looking <laughs> yes that's it's just so like me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it also has here a typical beholder day oh, that shit. was written in like a like five thir- oh, I'll illustrate it. yeah so it's typical beholder day the following information is taken directly from Ronasic of Sigil's notes so Sigil being like the area in the planescape in the D&D lore yeah it's cool uh, legends say that the great scholar once lived in disguise among some beholders until his human sensibilities betrayed him 5.30 a.m. Awaken and inspect lair for signs of intruders. <laughs> 6.30 a.m. is what I do also. 6.30 a.m. Float through the sleep 
float through the sleep caves of the minions, loudly promise death to all who did not awaken, and go about their business. <laughs> 7 a.m., go to the library or the laboratory and continue current research. 12 p.m., sneak up on minions and make sure they are performing their duties. <laughs> um, frighten or kill any slackers. 12.30 p.m., enjoy the daily meal prepared by a minion or scrounged from the meat locker cave. Supplement the meal with an excessively... Um, Oh, this is in cursive, so I'm having a lot of trouble here. Excessively, um, oh, lazy or insolent minion. 1 p.m., work on master plan, float throughout the lair for hours and mumble while finalizing <laughs> details and speculating on enemy <laughs> weapons. Uh, or enemy responses. 6 p.m., so that's five hours of that. Prepare for, ex- prepare for exit. Endlessly grill the scouts and other minions on their mission. Make sure their puny minds have, attained, have retained some portion of their orders. 7 p.m., exit the lair, scout the local region, and and observe humanoids at their activities. No details of specific um, uh, areas of interest. 12 p.m., lead a raid on a home, bookshop, temple, or... Or... What? Or collect <laughs> needed information for research. Uh, 1 a.m., return to lair, catalog findings, add to the map, and dictate communications to correspondents or relatives. 2.30 a.m., go to sleep. I mean, there's like another thing about what they do when they sleep, but it's like this book is filled with this shit. Like it's, it talks about what diseases they get. Um, I really recommend this book to everyone who is enjoying beholders so far, but that also gives you a sense of what they're like. They are just like petty little fucking nasty men who are like not from this world and just abuse everything in their path. It's very cool. I, I, I love them. Um, mm-hmm. They make great antagonists. Um, yes. Another thing that apparently some beholders have is some beholders' brains are two separate entities. Like, mm-hmm. and like they oh, should get into that. Yeah, they'll, they'll like keep secrets from each other. Um, <laughs> like, but it's the same guy. It's like you know, uh, yeah. They've got, they've got like a split personality deal going on. Um, mm. So s- some beholders have like these two brains working together. Against mm-hmm. all other beholders, and some beholders are so distrusting that they hide information from themselves from the other half of themselves, um, <laughs> which is just I think like that level of like suspicion and paranoia. It, it is yeah. a very fun thing to bring into something like this. Yeah, I fucking love it. Um, yeah. Do you want to go into sub races and beholderkin too? Yeah, let's talk sub races. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Kai, I, I, I trust you to lead this. this well, your, oh, actually, your... before that, I am going to bring up bring up ideas of where they maybe have come from. Um, oh, yes. One one of them, I'm going to start with the one that I remember that I thought was normal, and then this, the one that I remember that I thought was really fucking cool. Um, mm-hmm. The normal one was that they just come from, like, some eldritch, eldritch place in the, in, in the D&D world that I forgot what it's called, but it's like... Oh, you know the um, what's it called? No, it's gonna drive me crazy. The weird, the weird, the weird plane, the weird area. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They, the that they come zone. that they come from. Yeah, the the weirdness place. That's one of like the planes. All, yeah, all eldritchy and stuff. Um, then the other one is that they come from a deity level entity known as the Great Mother. That is a sentient labyrinth. That um, <laughs> it, it just uh, like you know, you know, just made them. Um, the far realm, that's what the it far is. realm. Yep, um, but yeah, the the great mother one that there's just a sentient god labyrinth um, mm-hmm. that just created this strange, uh, you know, racist race um, <laughs> is is awesome. I like that idea. Yeah, that's sick. Um, yeah. Oops. Uh, and then yeah, keep going. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, I was gonna say also that I also like that they. Um, they they have like a there's a like in everything I've read about beholders it's constantly made sure to know that the way they levitate is on their own they do not use magic to levitate they have a gland that lets yeah. them levitate it's and like, they yeah, make sure yeah. to tell you that yeah it's very cool they produce a gas yeah so it's like you can't use like dispel on them to stop them from levitating they're just gonna yeah they just that's also it. that's such a fun detail for a monster that is so like like uh. You know, obviously not whimsical, but kind of whimsical. <laughs> it's got like mm-hmm. eleven eyes and like a bunch of different colorful magic rays. But it's like, no, yeah, it's not levitating. 
it's expelling gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has That's such this, a fun thing to yeah. put your foot down for like yeah, about. Yeah, like I see that like uh, like everywhere it like makes sure to mention that it like Yeah, cuz that's that, really yeah. disgusting too. That's <laughs> yeah. a, that is a, that's a really good call. Like that yeah. is way that makes them way nastier than if they just like hovered or you know or whatever. One of the one one of the gods that some beholders apparently worship um, they they don't strike me as worshiping. Uh, worshiping uh, well, anyways, mm-hmm. they 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 worship the god of, of I forgot the god's name, but they they worship the god of that gas, that nasty floating yeah, gas. Yeah. <laughs> it's it so cool. I thought yeah. about that at one point. There's also a note that. here that nostrils are not present in all species. Many beholders are mouth breathers. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the mouth to, baby, no, no nose. Yeah. They don't need nose. nose. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so it's so cool. Yeah, the windpipe. Uh, th- this oh, they get into the um, reproductive organs um, in this too. Uh, yeah, Ooh. usually three to six at a time. First stomach and second stomach they have as well. Um, so they have two stomachs for digestion. And one lung, and they don't sweat. Also, well, of course they not. gradually lose water through the dehydration of mouth tissues and through other bodily processes. The water loss does not occur at the same rate as it does for uh, for humanoids. Beholders do not urinate, but they do leave behind stone-like droppings. So they just like kind of just like pass the, kidney like, stones everywhere. <laughs> like, I like the poop saliva better. Yeah, I, I'm choosing that as my canon. I think it's I'm cool to the idea of just eating something, digesting it into mm. your fucked up gas, and then letting the re- <laughs> rest leak out of your horrible fangs. Yeah, That's, they're so vile. I love yeah, them. really nasty. Um, All right, let's talk sub races stuff. Yeah. Okay. I hear yeah. Some so of these sub races. So. Mm. Um, I don't think we need to include all of them because some there's of them there there's some. a lot and, and also some of them are sort of lame and some of them are <laughs> are cooler like they're not lame they're all still beholders but like they're just it's like one of them's called Eye of Frost it's it, you get it it's a it's an ice right. beholder um but there's one called a blood kiss beholder which is um th- that occurs when a beholder has a weird dream that has a lot of blood in it <laughs> and it basically turns into like a Dracula beholder where instead yeah. of the eyes on the eye stalks, they're like beaks with like um, circular leech mouths, like lamprey mouths. <laughs> and it, uh, it, it, it travels through the underdark trying to ravenous, rav- ravenously suck up all the blood it can. Mm-hmm. Um, those ones are cool. Um, I also like beholder kin, which is just like, mm-hmm. it's like, beholder like creatures but it's like a whole bunch of little fucked up yeah weirdo sort of like, variants they're beholder abortions basically yeah like, they're like beholder abortions yeah. they're all, like, like yeah. they all you they look all look like they go like no other other sub races though too like i love the death tyrant which is like a beholder that um has a dream about existing beyond death and it becomes like a skeleton beholder yeah, like, and and it doesn't have eye yeah. stalks anymore. Its yeah, eyes it's, just become f- floating points of light that hover around yeah. its head. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's so. Sick. And also, like unlike the gaze that um uh uh like that disables magic um uh uh like a death tyrant's gaze like there's no um. Which is a, yeah, it says, unlike the gaze of a beholder, which disabled any magic where a beholder was looking, a death tyrant's gaze caused recovery to become impossible. Healing magic ceases to work. Wounds fail to heal themselves. The very oh, essence awesome. of life has gone anything under the view of the death tyrant. So if it just looks at you and you're, like, bleeding out, you will you won't stop bleeding out. That's yeah, so that's, evil that's and cool. Um, yeah, they're sick. This one is, uh, there's another one called a goth, but it's spelled like G-A-U-T-H. Oh, yeah. And they're really, really nasty. Um, they mm. they look, they're a little bit more like... Uh, this is a beholder kin, too. Yeah, it's a beholder kin. They like, first of all, they're not intelligent. Like, beholders are like, really, in, they're not beasts. They're like, you know, evil, yeah. sentient, you know, geniusy guys um, they're who like, are insane. They're, they, they're like the, the worst version of a Gen X nerd. Is like yeah, think yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, completely. <laughs> they, they were, a beholder would totally run Facebook. Um, yeah. <laughs> beholder uh, would work at a convenience store and think they're better than everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And everyone Both who works of them. there. But the convenience store would be underground and vertical. 
Yeah. <laughs> it would be an awesome convenience store, dude. I would yeah. love to get a hot dog there. <laughs> yeah, a hot dog. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to get Smarties there. <laughs> um, um, sorry, Kai, keep going. Oh, it's cool. Uh, but the goth, they, they're like they're not as sentient, but they they what's their drive is cool. They're just addicted <laughs> to to magic. And they, like, <laughs> plunder the world just looking for magical items to eat, um, which... That, yeah, it's, yeah, it reminds me of, Go- of Nothics, too. Yeah, like, it's, it's they're similar. Sim- yeah, they're, yeah they, could, they could hang out. That'd be a weird yeah. hang, but, like... <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but they, one of the things that I think is gross <laughs> about how goths look is they have, like, the one central eye like a beholder, but then around that one central eye just like sticking out of the meat is just like mm-hmm. a bunch of like other little it's like, a butthole ring yeah, yeah. it is <laughs> it, they, it looks turn, it looks it like it's starting to eye, gape it makes like their eye into yeah. a, a a butt hole it's gross I also, um, one of the things i love too with beholders is the beholder mage so yeah because beholders so, don't technically cast spells as they say so some beholder mages who want to like learn how to do arcane spell spell casting will so blind sick. themselves so that mm. they don't have that anti magic ray anymore, uh. and then will use it as a spell casting focus. Their their gouged eye. Th- Why don't they let, just they'll, they'll, keep their eye closed when they want to do magic? No, no. no they're crazy. They're <laughs> they too got, hardcore. They're, they're insane. <laughs> and they also they also they use, their, choose... use their little eye stalks to cast magic spells too. Like that's their like uh, uh, um, they do the swish like, and flick. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> that's like their somatic components, I guess. Or no, what's the word? You know the word. Uh, somatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, somatic. Yeah, that's um, how they do hand gestures for their yes. spells. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. Um, mm-hmm. Also, spectators. I like spectators um, because spectators mm-hmm. they they look like a smaller beholder with four eye stalks coming off the sides, but they're like um, they they're pretty much just the byproduct of like a conjured like it's something that a wizard would conjure to like guard something and they're not like evil they, they just look like to, awesome yeah they look vicious but they just float around and um philosophize like they'll just like they, they float around the area that they're supposed to protect and like ponder life and we'll have a conversation with anyone who wants to mm-hmm. um but then i guess if you know they're also they're they're kind of a construct. So like if you go against whatever pro magic program bring, programming they've got going on, they they'll they'll fuck you up because they're you know a little beholder guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, those are uh, all the main beholder kin that I yeah. wanted to talk about. Do you, you guys I have mean, any others? Yeah, I figure unless unless patches you have any more, I wanted to talk Let's about. Um, I think something that's fun to look at with regards to beholders is they've been around for a while and mm-hmm. well they you know their central their their design has not changed very much they ha- they do look you know different than they did when they were first introduced cuz they look kind of originally introduced in the 70s um in the first D&D supplement called Greyhawk and if you look at a picture of a beholder from yeah. Greyhawk like, yeah, yeah. They, I think it looks cool I think it's a creepy. It's a completely different type of. It's a totally monster, different take. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's basically I would describe it's it's a perfect circle. It's got <laughs> yeah. like a human eye, like no like like gaping fucked up you know monster eye. It's just a, a straight up human eye, <laughs> and then a little mouth with like little teeth, mm-hmm. and the the tentacles are very small and thin and like limp, and they're only on the top. Mm. of its head so it's a very it's a very different look and they kind of like gradually over time they've i think they've 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 cut down on the beholder being round and it's more of like a head shape nowadays when it's depicted like yeah um and the the eye stalks also have become more prominent over time like there's a very clear if you look at like you know beholder from the 70s to uh you know 2020 or whatever whatever yeah. fucking year it is uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a very clear evolution of of you know yeah the 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 it's central it, orb becoming less of an orb and more of a floating head they got, yeah they got chad surgery basically they like, did they have yeah. they got yeah. they have like they have like cheekbones and a jawline now actually it's a very, I, cameron a i think i i think what? i'll agree with you really quick i think that there is in some ways they're scarier that way um they, yeah i think the the beholder from um Oh, I think it's A D and D. 
uh maybe i think it's the mm-hmm. second beholder design the one where it has like scales but it's still round and they made the eye big that one oh looks that sick. one sucks yeah i mean like it's scary it's really nasty it's probably i honestly think that is the most nasty and creepy looking beholder design um, yeah, I'll, I'll put that'll be on the Twitter. I'll put a b- bunch of them um, on the Twitter. Actually, Cameron, oh, yeah. if if we could maybe just do a little bit of a thread. There's a couple other beholders that I want to send. Oh, there's because yeah. yeah. there's there's that one that I sent you guys. That's like the the body. Like there's one that we'll put in the pictures, but it's it's like a fat demon man, but his belly is the eye, and then his two pudgy hands are just holding two other eyes, and then there's just like yeah. eyes sprouting out throughout him, and it looks there are so it, many cool. Beholders. He looks awesome, and also what's cool, what I like about it is uh, in D anD like that there's a lot of flexibility with rules, but I still like that within there's 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 the guidelines of having that flexibility, and I like with beholders in canon they're like a beholder is basically like this, but also because they just like have a bad dream and make a fucked up version of themselves. Yeah, they're, they're also in, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think yeah, I think it's such a good like it's such a great way to encourage people to to like also get creative. With the lore yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. I think, but so the thing of, about the uh, the beholder through the years about how it's changed, like in like the official um, monster manual or whatever that you can look at all the different designs. I think th- a lot of D and D monsters are like this, but specifically a beholder is a very fun monster to look at what the sensibilities of of like a, a nerd's idea of a cool monster has been <laughs> yeah totally from the 70s to now like you can yes. very clearly see what they what they thought was cool you know what i mean and what clicked yes. with people like it, a lot of like it's because D is a great resource for that in general because it's been around for so long and there have been so many additions that you can see a mo- like there are some monsters that look completely different back then and you know this one doesn't look completely different it's yeah. pretty di- it's it's different though yeah. you know it's, but there's some it, but that are like you know completely yeah. completely different yeah, no, totally. but this but, is like a sen- there's such a strong central idea with the beholders yeah. like this is such a great just showcase of like out of subtle design differences yes. throughout decades which is a very fun thing to look at i think yeah and and i think the like the the idea of them like their personality is so strong and like they they have such a strong like there's such a strong sense of like what makes them cool that that you'd never have to like there's no concern about anybody nobody would nobody would like try to subvert beholders they they kick ass like you don't yeah, have totally. to exactly you know do yeah, that super strong personality for sure mm-hmm. I, I um I, another thing that I like about them is I like that on top of that strong personality and that like. You know, like the, they're they're technically very smart, but the, they're also insane enough that in in the game, there's like they're paranoid enough that and vain enough that like that can be a downfall, like in, in combat and just how they interact with the world. But they're also to back their their fucked up, you know, xenophobia. Mm. Like they like are just disgustingly powerful. So it's this force <laughs> where like. Your party will have to fight this thing that is, like, fucked up and, like, very evil in, like, a very, like, easy-to-point-at way. Like, just like, oh, that mm-hmm. guy is racist towards everything. Um, like, you know, that's a, a perfect bad guy. But then it's also a force to be reckoned with um, is, like, a very fun villain to have. Um, and yeah. I, another thing, this is just about their layers. Yes. So, like... Apparently, like because they like they're so potently magical in their weird fucked up way, in a beholder layer, like they have that dreamlike reality warping ability where they can just like accidentally dream up another fucked up version of themselves. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> they also like have some some sort of random reality warping abilities in their layer that like um, is up to DM discretion. But like you could be like. Your party mm-hmm. could be fighting a beholder, and then the wall opens up, and they're fighting the beholder and a tentacle. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're just like these these fucked up alien things that I think give the DM um, a ton of room to be creative, which is I think what D and D is all about. So I think they're like yeah. a perfect. They're defined enough and also enough of a blank slate that they're just like awesome. 
And they're yeah. like an excellent big bad too because they can be behind everything very easily because mm-hmm. that's like their whole deal. So like descending into this insane cavern to fight this paranoid thing who has been maybe even unbeknownst to itself throwing shit at you every step of the way mm-hmm. is like such a cool like moment yeah. you can have also. They're they're conniving and a brute, which is yeah. um of yes. really good villain combo. Yeah, it's like they're so, paranoid about everything so much that it. Like, yeah, they're they're like designed yeah. well, not only as a monster, but also as something that drives the way that you're intended to play Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they, it's they they really they are firing on all cylinders, and I think mm-hmm. with that, I feel like unless you guys have any any more stuff you want to hit, we could move to our. Um, our rating remarks it's and kind of ratings. A, I could literally segment. talk about them for ever, so I'm not really worried about that. So let's <laughs> let's do the rating. Like I um, okay, Cameron, can I can I do the rating for my rating Go first? Ahead. Okay, yeah, so I, can, I, will, I know exactly what you're going to say, and I'm, I'm going to let you take it first. All right, thanks. I think it was a little bit apparent, but um, yeah, <laughs> I, I will rate these monsters one charm eye stock, one paralyzing eye stock. One fear eye stock, one slowing eye stock, one enervation eye stock, a telekinetic ray eye stock, one sleep ray eye stock, one petrification ray eye stock, one disintegration ray eye stock, and one death ray eye stock for a total of my first ten that I have given in <laughs> on on our in our uh, four or five. Episodes, somewhere in that (laughs) ball. This is the first ten I've given a monster, but I give the beholder a perfect ten as a monster. Mm -hmm. Wow! Thanks for Um, letting me do that one. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. I I I figured I had to. Um, I would like Mm -hmm. to also rate the beholder ten single. Anti magic (laughs) uh, cones. (laughs) No. Um, I I think. Uh, the Beholder for me is, you know, even even outside of Dungeons and Dragons, it is such a perfect monster design. It's what I think something that something that you can tell that it's so strong of a monster design is that it's like the it's like theme. It's thematically, it's like verges on it would be annoying if you had it all spelled yes. out for you. Like that, 100%. it's like get, it's a floating head, and it has a bunch <laughs> of eyes. And get this, because it has a bunch of eyes, it's super paranoid, <laughs> and it's a head. So it it's really nasty because there's no heart or body. You know what I mean? Like it's very yeah. like and it's super it's smart. But almost. with that comes like it's it goes crazy. Yeah, it's super heavy. It's heavy headed. Um, oh yeah, but <laughs> it doesn't come across that way at all. Like no. it's all integrated so well with a, such a st- uh, strong personality that the monster has that you never look at it and are like, oh yeah, I get it. Okay. Well, you might with like other monsters that are kind of like use the same kind of you know thematic yeah. visual connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, monsters that are also like monsters that are like us, just a part of the body are so cool. And totally. <laughs> a head is head. really part of a body. Okay, Patches, what's your rating on this monster? Uh, I mean, I'm going to give it a 10. I mean, I, <laughs> 10 I was. Out of- <laughs> 10 oh, what? Sorry. 10. I didn't um, understand what you meant. I didn't get it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah well, let me find something to. Let me find another part of its body that I want to give it It doesn't a need to be to. a part of its body. It's a part of its body. It's a part of its body. It's, uh, yeah. I'm going to give it a uh, uh, 10. Ten uh, uh, diaphragms. Okay, eyes laid on ten little weird dreams that make ten weird versions of itself. Yeah, I could have done that. Dro- or ten droplets of mouth poop. No, yeah, <laughs> these are all better ideas than diaphragm. Yeah, uh, yeah well, I mean, I, diaphragm's I, good. I suggested beholders because I mean, you guys, we were we were texting about like, oh, what should I suggest? And I love. You know, D and D monsters. I was thinking, oh, dragons are kind of classic, but you know, they're you know, I don't know, like. And then I was like, oh, well, there's the uh, Tarasque, which am I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, but I've That's never how I had a conversation. It. I've never had a conversation with that with somebody about that. But um, you, I was like, oh, that's a really good one, but um, I don't know as much about it. And I was like, beholders, uh, they are. Yeah, I think. You both put it best, but I think one of the ways you articulated it, Cam, which is that, like, 
um, they are just like the best at being a monster. Like, like they are such a good monster, like in the way <laughs> what, what monsters are supposed to do, how they're supposed to function in fiction, in, in, in our like collective storytelling thing that we do as people, they fucking are just good. It's just kind of no way around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're, they're um, a mainlined monster. They're, they're boiled down. They're they to the abso- point. Yeah. They get you high mm-hmm. on that monster shit. True. Right. Pure as shit. Um, and now before I read our a beautiful little closing uh, thing here, mm-hmm. hey, Patches, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's like, I don't know. Uh, there's some like little things that I've been working on. You know, I don't know what it, you know, but um, if I have to plug one, if you're listening to this, I mean, <laughs> But in that case, go listen to Sullivan Quest, I guess, on YouTube, uh, the first episode. I put it up on YouTube. Um, I mean, you should listen to everything that Podaboutlist does. We're the best. We're the best. Uh, but, yeah, that's that'll be my more specific plug, yeah. I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'd actually – wait, Cameron, before you read the closing the closing arguments, um, yeah. I, I'm also going to just plug something that uh, our I, – I li- before this episode, I listened to – a different podcast that's not they're they're not a monster podcast yeah they better not be you better they're, not be introducing they're, they're, a competitor yeah you guys are the only they're, one i thought they're a d and no yeah we are the only one they're they're yeah. a dnd podcast in general um and it's just called the, it's the dungeon cast they're they're very you know re, well researched about their dnd stuff like more than i think what you'd find if you spent I don't know, let's say time at work looking up beholders. You could find more <laughs> listening to these guys than if you just tried to dig it around your, yourself. And they're, they're, if you look up, if you want to hear more about beholders than what we said, they have two episodes out on beholders. So if you look up the, the dungeon cast and then beholders, that comes up. They also have an episode on Beholder King, Kin. They have an episode on the Great Mother, which is their labyrinthian god that I didn't get to listen to. But they, they have a lot of stuff so if you thought that what we said was interesting about beholders you can probably find more if uh on top of it that's not specifically about monsters except for those episodes uh at the dungeon cast all right so we locked in our reviews for the beholder now i'd like to read you guys two reviews of the beholder from the reception subheading of the beholder (laughs) page on wikipedia (laughs) (laughs) okay a reviewer for Arcane Magazine described the, described the Beholder. So this is their review. Eleven eyes, paranoid, xenophobic, having a taste for live animals, and being deadly with magic. And then here's our closing <laughs> review. <from laughs> artist Chris Haggerty. I don't know who that is, but he's, he's cited on the Wikipedia page here. Here's his review of a Beholder. A creature that looks at you and is destroying you by the power of its magical eyes. <laughs> That's right. Those are great yeah. reviews. Oh, speaking of reviews, you need uh, you have review five uh, stars. I, give us a review. Give us five stars. I'm using five one stars. of my ten eyes, my charm eye, and I'm telling you to give us five stars on the app that you're using, and then I will use my disintegration eye if you don't. Yeah, and no. I'm using my end episode eye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.